Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the salary cap in the NFL. Do you mind talking a little bit about maybe the rule or the definition or description? I don't actually know if this is in the rule book or not. So it's not in the rule book, um, but it is a rule that all teams have to follow. And the definition is the total amount of money that each team can spend on collective player spending per season. Okay, so it's kind of like their allowance. It's their allowance, yep. All right, well, what is a description maybe of, of just its general characteristics that we can kind of say just to give people an understanding before we jump into some more depth? Sure, so for those of you who have probably heard this term but don't know what it means, every team has a limit to how much they can spend on players' salaries. And what this does is this prevents a team that has an owner maybe who is more willing to spend more money to buying a championship, right? So it really, it's like you said, the allowance. It's how much money how much money each team can spend on their player's salaries. Now, keep in mind, it's the player's salaries. The team can spend money on other things, and I don't think there's any limit to that, but as far as the player's salaries go, there is a limit each team can spend. Okay. Well, and this is something that, I think, unfortunately, more fans are aware of just because it definitely reflects kind of the ownership and leadership in an organization. It's a quick way to say, like, is your football team doing well when you're playing, paying really good players a lot of money or not so good players a lot of money? Right. It's definitely a good judgment of character uh, of an organization. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go into the history just because it reflects so much of the NFL this how the payments worked. Right. So... Prior to 1994, there was no salary cap. So a team could spend as much or as little as they wanted. And you would have some owners who were uh, very willing to spend money and others who were very tight and didn't want to spend a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, But in 1994, the salary cap was introduced in the NFL, and it was expected to be, believe it or not, $32 million dollars a year which you look at that now and you're like oh that's that's there's players making like oh yeah way more more than than that that, yeah but it actually so they were expecting it to be 32 million in 1994 it actually turned out to be 34 and a half million based on the tv contract that they signed with fox so the salary cap generally is based on the revenue that the nfl makes okay yeah so it's not just an arbitrary number that they come up with. It's really based on the previous year's revenue. So a good example I give people is during the year of COVID, when there were no fans in the stands, revenue was down. So that actually affected the following year's salary cap because there wasn't as much revenue that came into the NFL. The Players Association will bargain with the owners to come up with a percentage of revenue versus salary cap okay so a good example i'm just going to throw out some round numbers here yeah let's just say for example that the nfl makes a hundred million dollars a year they make way more than that but i'm just going to say a hundred million dollars <laughs> so the the players association will negotiate with the with the owners and say how about 50 percent of the revenue we can allocate toward players salaries so mm-hmm. the owners either agree or don't agree, and it's not 50%. Um, no. So what that would mean, in my example, is that $50 million could be used for players' salaries. Okay. So every year, that number goes up and down. Usually it goes up because the NFL makes more money year after year after year. But in the year of COVID, for example, it actually went down. 
So there is a calculation to it. There is there's rhyme and reason to it. It gets pretty complicated, but at a high level, that's really what it's about is how much money each team has to spend on players. Okay. Well, I have so many like thoughts, but I'm going to wait for later <laughs> okay. to talk about them maybe. Why don't we just, because you're talking about like COVID, what are the numbers actually of what the salary cap was from 2020 to maybe 2021 and maybe even present day, just to kind of give people an understanding of how it can jump? Right. So as I mentioned before, in 1994, the salary cap was $34.5 million. In 2020, <laughs> okay, it was actually 198 million dollars wow so it's, that almost seems low to me it it kind of does because there's other sports we'll talk about later that are just astronomical yeah. but definitely yeah that's right. a, a huge huge number so but that's per team keep that in mind that's yeah. per team so 200 yeah. almost 200 million dollars per team um, that they can spend how that equates to the total revenue just so you have a frame of reference here the NFL made $9.7 billion in total revenue in 2020. Wow. So, um, it's it's just these ridiculous numbers that you can't even get your head around. But anyway, so 2020, $198 million, And then there was the, that was the COVID year, right? So in 2021, yeah. the salary cap actually dropped from 198 to $182 million, which everyone expected. Everyone knew it was coming, right? And then, of course, now that we're through COVID, in 2022, the salary cap for every team this season is $208.2 million per team. Okay. That's where I thought it'd be. I thought it'd yep. be around 210 215 Yep. And keep in mind, too, another good thing to point out is that this is the maximum, but there's also a minimum. So if you have a really, really... If you have an owner who doesn't like to spend money, he can't be like, oh, I'm only going to spend $100 million instead of $200 million. Every team has to spend at least 89% of the cap. So you can't, mm. you can't spend over it, but you also can't spend less than 89% of whatever the cap is. Okay. So they just don't want teams to basically have no players, you know, and just, and just kind of, yeah, mail it in kind of thing. So, Got it. All right. Well, I feel like right now I want to talk a little bit about just before we jump into kind of players, maybe we stop, start at the top because I want to talk about maybe your thoughts on just how owners and salary caps are kind of reflected. And I'll give you a good example. There are owners out there like a Jerry Jones that's willing to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then there's some uh, owners and I'll just refer, I won't say any names right now, just to make okay. it easy for you sure. that just don't want to spend money. They, they want to wait till they get that big franchise quarterback or maybe just trans, transcendent player are you happy that this rule is in place that it's getting an opportunity to kind of level out the league or would you rather see it like a baseball where it's on the owner and the franchise to kind of determine their fate i was just going to say to bring up baseball because yeah. baseball does not have a salary cap and some teams spend twice as much as another team yeah but i do like the salary cap i think it, it levels the playing field it makes owners like jerry jones who has more money than you can ever <laughs> spend um just to go out and buy a championship and i think that's that's what you see a lot in baseball although in baseball it's funny because you know teams like the yankees you always think of the yankees they spend the most money but they don't always win the championship in fact they haven't won in a long time so that's the that was the point i was thinking about that was just bugging me as we're, we're talking about this is that in, in baseball yeah you have teams that 
just buy out all of these phenomenal players and then they put them on the field and it doesn't work. Right. And then we look at football and all of them are paying around the same amount mm-hmm. for the same collection of players, um, a variety of talent, of course, but the same amount, 52-man roster. And we see a lot of personality in how they use the right. salary cap and laziness or productivity with owners. So it's just kind of interesting to think about a world where football doesn't have a salary cap and you get to see these owners go out and try to build a team. Would it have the same end right. goal that uh, baseball does? Yeah, it would be very interesting to see. But another thing that I want to bring up about the salary cap that a lot of people don't know is that, and I'm just going to use a round number here. Let's yeah. say let's say that the salary cap for this year is $200 million. Okay. okay. Now, most teams they're going to have um, what they call dead money. And what Mm -hmm. dead money is, is dead money is money that they owe a player from a previous year. So for example, if a player signs a big contract, and maybe that contract is, I'm just gonna make up a number, $50 million a year, okay? They may tell the player, we will pay you 50 million a year, but we're gonna pay you less this year and more next year, or we're going to move that money around. So it's like a numbers game, right? Yeah. It's so, almost like that fluent contract. Like, we'll give you 50, right. but, I mean, we could pay you one today and 49 tomorrow. Like, it, it, we, we'll just decide and cross that bridge when we get mm-hmm. there, when we have the room. Right. So so when I say a team has $200 million to spend per year, that's true, but they're usually spending some of that on money from previous players who maybe not even be in the league anymore. Yeah. Just to give you an example too, because I right away it sparks memory of Luol Deng, who played in the NBA, again, mm-hmm. a league that has a salary cap. His contract, the Lakers kept pl- paying it seven years after he retired. Right. Yep. So this is a very real thing where it's almost like a delayed contract. We want to build a really good team now, so we'll pay you less. But in an agreement, we'll pay you your full amount, what you're actually worth on the market over an extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, why don't we jump into some notable examples? And I think I'm just going to rattle off a list real quick of just some players that you brought up that I think are really interesting to discuss. And maybe you break down what they probably mean within the context of the salary cap. So, for example, one of the big free agent moves this year was Matt Ryan. He Mm -hmm. was $40 million. What is this? $40.525 million. That's a lot of money to be spending on a quarterback. And if we have some people who are more savvy and keep up with news in the NFL, he's not a premier quarterback, at least anymore. Right. So this would probably be a good example of people using the uh, salary cap for their own advantages to build a team. He's probably only going to be there for a short time. Right, right. And Carson Wentz is another great example. He played for the Eagles, and the Eagles gave him a huge contract. But in that contract, they said, we will pay you, rather than giving you all the money up front, because that would blow out our salary cap, we'll give you... I don't know, $30 million for the next five years. Yeah. <clears throat> Guaranteed. Well, the problem is he didn't last five years, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually on another team and he's still getting paid from the Eagles $33.8 million a year. Yeah, it's the it's, same contract. It just all gets traded over. Somebody right. else picks the bill up. Well, not always. So the oh, Eagles, okay. sometimes sometimes that happens where the, the team he gets traded to will will pick up that contract. But other teams, depending on the trade, they will have to sit on that contract. So the Eagles are literally paying thirty million. Now again, let's say they get two hundred million dollars 
to spend per year. Okay. 33 of that comes off the top and goes to Carson Wentz, who's not even on their team anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. <clears throat> so you'll see this a lot with quarterbacks, receivers, yeah. you know, these big contracts, right? Peyton Manning, $19.3 million, and he's retired, you know, but wow. he's still getting paid. There's a there's a kind of a funny joke that goes around, and this is more in the baseball world, but Bobby Bonilla, great player, played for the Mets, and he signed a huge, I think it was a 20-year contract, something ridiculous. Yeah. But they wanted to spread that money out. So on July, I think it's July 1st every year, they call it Bobby Bonilla Day. And that's when he gets like $2 million. He hasn't been in the league for 10 years, but he still gets paid because the Mets said, you know what, we we want to give you a big contract, but we want to spread it out over time. Yeah. So, so you see this a lot. So just because a team has... For example, two hundred million dollars to spend doesn't mean they are going to spend two hundred million. They may only have one hundred and seventy-five to spend because mm-hmm. they've had to spend twenty-five on what we call this dead money. So, wow. um, some teams are smart with the dead money; they don't like it. Other teams, they kind of put all their chips in and hope they can win a Super Bowl. And if they do, great. And if they don't, then they're stuck with for years with this contract that no the, uh, a player that no longer plays for their team maybe he's even retired but they're still paying him so okay it's a weird thing but yeah that's the salary cap well and i feel like we're knocking on the door for this now is it a good rule dumb rule bad rule where are we at here i think the salary cap in general is good i think it should be in every sport what i don't like is the fact that some teams will just give these ridiculous contracts and spread that money out over a certain number of years. I think that if you're going to pay a quarterback $40 million a year or 50, which you were seeing now, I think that should all have to come out of that year. And, you know, you're going to have to pay other players less or maybe let some players go. And we see that all the time. Teams will, they love a player. They, they just think he's great, Mm -hmm. but they can't keep him because they don't have the money for him. So, yeah, well, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, even though the anarchist in me would love to see a league (laughs) where you see these bad owners who are consistently mismanaging teams. And it's like, why are you in football? I would love to see a league without a salary cap where you see guys that are actually committed to winning championships go out and win championships and almost watch these owners kind of fall out of the league. Because, I mean, if you're not competing for titles, what are you doing owning a football team? Exactly. Um, So in my mind, I would love for that to be real. But at the same time, I think this is the key to keeping the league consistent and interesting. We get to see most teams be very good and see talented players rewarded for their efforts and not just get kind of shoveled off to the side because they got drafted by a bad team. Right. Yep. All right. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out here? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show, feel free to visit our website. On there, you can also check for updates and past episodes of Bad Rules we've reviewed. Thank you for listening again, and tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.